0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It?
1: Podcast! Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? Podcast. I'm your host GB and today's guest is... Maybe the tallest guest I've had in the show is the heathen Logan Creed, and he's currently on the road at the moment, but he's taking the time to speak to yours truly, and I'm and it's much appreciated. So how are you today? Oh,
0: I'm doing great. I'm headed to a show now, so that's why I'm on the road.
1: No, that's good, man. Thank you for squeezing me in in your busy schedule. So oh, no problem. Uh, Hope it's a safe journey as well. So the name Logan Creed, uh, was that a nod to the characters uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth uh, from the X-Men?
0: That was, yeah. Yeah. Uh growing up, I was a huge comic fan, so, uh, you know, it was, it took a couple of years. I didn't actually start out as Logan Creed. My first, very first name was Dine when I got into wrestling, um, and years later, I kind of restarted rethinking the whole deal and rethinking who I wanted to be and who I was, mm. and, uh, you know, I tell people now that, you know, it started as that. That's kind of where the name come from, and I, I really feel like I've taken ownership of the name now, Yeah. and, People, people don't even consider that unless they're super hardcore, you know, comic fans. And mm. if they finally do put it together. It's really fun to see that reaction when mm. they realize that. Oh wait, this guy's a comic book fan too. Like, so that's pretty cool.
1: Nothing wrong with that, mate. I'm a massive nerd. Uh, proud of it. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's now. I think it's now cool to be a nerd these days. So you know, you're just ahead of it, ahead of the time. So <laughs> that's pretty good, man. Um, so to rewind the clocks a little bit, just to basically go back to the beginning. Uh, Before you became a wrestler, what actually got you into wrestling? So you mentioned about comic books, but uh, wrestling, where did you find your love for that?
0: Uh, It it started at a very, very young age. uh, As far back as I can remember, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a wrestling fan and um, I remember watching it uh, with my grandparents, actually, growing up. Mm. Uh, And so that's kind of back in the NWA days. They were huge NWA fans. I didn't really get into the WWF until... Um, you know, later in life. But, uh, also, you know, in the South, NWA was what everybody was into and what everybody watched. But yeah, I mean, we're talking 87, to 88. I was probably mm. three years old and have memories of watching wrestling even that far back.
1: Okay, and who is some of your favorites growing up as you were fan the NWA? Would it have been like Ric Flair, um, Dusty Rhodes, that's those sort of guys?
0: You know, I love, I always loved the Road Warriors. I loved Sting. I always liked the over-the-top, characters mm. and that kind of bleeds over into that comic book you know and the character love that i have because these guys they were superheroes to me yeah you know, they they were and and i still feel like that today i think that's what wrestlers are is is we're living breathing embodiments of superheroes uh and super villains so you know that's i think that's really cool and i think you see it more now than ever before that it's mm. kind of take ownership of that
1: and is that what it's basically is inspired you uh, for your unique look that you have um, currently?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I design gear based out of, based after you know some of my some of the comic characters that I have a love for, um, mm. and face paint obviously. You know that goes right back to the Legion of Doom and, and Sting. Um, but you know, as I got older, I had I started gaining an appreciation for you know the bigger characters because I do. I was going to be a big kid. You know, I, I was mm. a bigger than everybody in school. And uh oddly enough, even being bigger wasn't always a good thing because I had this weird phobia of it because I, I felt like there was something wrong. You know, <laughs> there was something oh, wrong really, there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I connected with them. I connected, connected with The Undertaker. I connected with Vader, I, you know, these big guys mm. uh, because I knew that's what, I didn't know I was going to be a wrestler at the time, but I just knew that that's how I was going to be viewed.
1: Okay. So that may explain then, um, as you just mentioned, The Undertaker, uh, your dive, by the way, which oh, on the top is just, oh, chef's kiss for that one, mate. The way you fight for <laughs> the air, uh, especially your height. I don't think people generally realize how difficult that must be. Uh, I'm not saying it's an easy move anyway in general, but just that extra height. Oh, I gotta,
0: I've gotta, i got to give that back to my athletic background. You know, I, play, I was a football player. I was a collegiate wrestler. Mm. Um, so you know, athleticism wise, I you know, a lot of guys my size can't move like that. Mm. Uh, I'm like two hundred and eighty pounds, I'm six foot ten. So that's not a normal everyday thing that you see. And I've been very blessed because I haven't had serious injuries, I haven't had mm. knee problems, which is a tall person issue a lot of times. Yeah. But I've been able to stay really healthy um through all the years of doing this and continue to perform at a higher level even than i did when i started
1: okay that, that's fine and i'd just like to know because you've been wrestling for about nearly 10 years now and right. where is it that you basically began training uh to become a wrestler and uh, actually yeah. just before that a little bit as well what made you want to become a wrestler
0: well it was actually when i was in high school and at that mm. time that was the peak of uh the monday night wars that you know that was the peak of the wwe raw and wcw nitro and that mm. was when the That was when wrestling got hot, as you, you know, as everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, And it was just, it blew up so big, that's all any of the kids were doing in school, in high school. You know, everybody was running around doing DX chops or Stone Cold Stunners to Mm -hmm. people in the hall. It was just insanity. (laughs) Got
1: told Uh, off for that a lot in school.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, But, uh, you know, it grew, and even my friends, you know, it grew into something where, of course, you know, we started doing our own little show. And people would come watch from school and all of our friends. And, like, instead of having a, a party, we were having parties with a wrestling show in the backyard. Uh, so and that's that was when I realized that, man, I would really, really like to do this. Um, but it, it kind of took a backseat when I, you know, my, my senior year, when I realized that collegiate sports were going to be on the horizon. And I started kind of thinking about my future. Uh, so I, I didn't really, I kind of put it on the back burner, didn't really think about it a whole lot. Mm. Uh, I went to play football for Georgia Southern University and I was totally burnt out on football after high school. Um, didn't really have a, the love I thought I had for it when I got there. So I transferred. And when I transferred to East Georgia college, they uh, they were starting a wrestling team and I had wrestled in college and they saw me at the gym and they said, man, we, you know, we need a heavyweight. Mm. which wrestle for us. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, I don't know how good I am, but I'll do it. So I, that's where I started doing the collegiate wrestling. And that led me to a professor who, uh, who ran a wrestling show on the weekends, uh, just as a hobby. And he saw me and he was like, man, you should, you know, you should be in professional wrestling. I was like, well, I love professional wrestling and, you know, I've always wanted to try it. Mm. And so I, I found a local place, um, in Swainsboro, Georgia. Um, the name of the company was GPW, um, it's not around anymore. And, uh, some of guys, uh, uh, Timothy Corsi and, uh, and Sean Hunter, who were both workers, they, uh, they kind of started training me. And, uh, you know, this is at a time back before social media, uh, you know, MySpace had just been created. Ah, as it started. So it wasn't, as simple, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as simple as, you know, creating a, a page and, and then start following people. Like nobody, mm. nobody had started using that yet as an outlet. Yeah. So I was still showing up to shows When we could find one and trying to get a spot, we were sending VHS tape to promoters, hoping that they would even watch it. Um, So it was it was a different time. And I spent years, I mean, six, seven years, basically just in the in the southeast of Georgia, just middle Georgia, you know, working a couple of shows on a little circuit, but not really out or branching out anywhere.
1: Okay, cool. I've never really actually, this is the first time, I don't know, about 12, 13 episodes in my Spain being mentioned. So, you know, thumbs up for that one. That's quite good. an interesting direction um, that you had to take. And obviously, it was quite difficult for you at the time. So, when you did sort of pick up a bit of momentum, uh, what was it that you found kept you going uh, to be a wrestler? Sort of what were some of your favourite places that you would wrestle as well? And, um, you know, just some of your favourite opponents just sort of early on in your career?
0: Well, you know, like I said early on, um, it was just a passion and love for it, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually ended up taking a, a probably like a four-year hiatus um, right in the middle of it all, and just I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. I didn't know how to. I hadn't ever been trained or met anyone that could that could help me. You know, branch out from what I was doing, mm. and it just so happened, and I guess it was just one of those destiny-type things as fate would have it. Uh, a local guy in my hometown started running a show and knew me and knew I had wrestled. He's like, man, you know, you know, everybody in town, you know, come back and wrestle. And and so I did. And uh, I think two shows into this, um, Luke Gallows, they had him come in for a show and Mm -hmm. I met him. He saw me. He started kind of questioning about me and who I was. And, um, and he actually was the guy who taught me how to network Outside of just the southeast, and uh, and he helped me and got me some bookings in some other states, mm. and I started getting my name to some other people, and and slowly but surely from there, uh, it, it really started to pick up, and and, I, and once I once that happened, and other promotions got wind of me and how big I was, uh, it really started picking up and taking off, and that was probably around 2012. Mm.
1: No, it's good i didn't re- realize that luke gallows was sort of that important to you as well so that's really cool of him to do that for you
0: definitely and he was my first you know i guess you would say the name opponent you know somebody that was known everywhere mm. and and so that was a lot of fun and that was a big moment for me as far as motivation goes because that was that let me know that i okay you know i can do this and i could do this and be something in this business
1: because i think as well like with sort of big men it's not to say that you know they're non-existent but you know it's a lot of smaller guys on tv these days so for someone that is quite big and can work and sort of is agile like you are um i think you yeah, know that might make you stand out a bit more which is good uh, I think, I think,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> that's just a bit of praise they're not brown eyes and generally mean it um, <laughs> before we do talk about uh you joining mlw and i'd like to know because you're actually someone that uh, was offered a wwe tryout but you opted out and to hear about that these days, probably unheard of in a way. Um, I'd like to know what was your reason for doing this? Because we don't usually hear a lot of us doing that. And, you know, you turned it down basically for MLW, which we will be talking about in a moment. Um, yeah, just want to discuss that quickly.
0: Yeah, no, it's, um, I did go to some people for advice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once again, go back to Gallows. Uh, he was, he was very helpful and beneficial part of that trial coming to me. Um, and he encouraged me to go. Uh, And then on the other spectrum, I had people who had been around and, and, you know, they were kind of telling me, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't go down yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And it turned out I got to talk to somebody within the WWE uh, that was in management. And uh, they kind of said, you know, hey, you don't really have that name value yet. You're not, you know, you're known down there, but you're not known everywhere else. Um, You're probably not going to get a huge offer. Right out of the gates, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I have a family that would be moving with me. I would not leave them here, so I had to start looking at the financial aspect of the decision I made, and, hmm. and what was going to be best for you know, my family and not just me. Um, as a single person, I think there's zero doubt that I would have went and did the trial, um, but you know, with them in mind and consideration, and them being more important than even my ambition and goals. Um, I knew that I needed to to put them first. And so I made the decision from that to to go ahead and go with the MLW and help build that name. And then, mm. you know, back in the things we'll see what happens.
1: No, I I respect that. And that actually does remind me, well, it's quite similar to AJ Star's um back in two thousand one, two thousand two when he was offered a contract, but essentially he had to look up for his family. So for you to make that decision um i absolutely expect that and you still get to do what you love and because mlw um is has such a strong following and produces such good wrestling uh basically i think you may have answered it but i just want to know how did you join mlw so you mentioned about you know why you sort of chose i am mlw over wwe but um how did you get the opportunity to join mlw
0: it come out of nowhere there was a time right around i guess it was 2018 mm-hmm. uh, December 2018, yeah. I had kind of made the decision that I actually made the decision that I was going to give it another year until my birthday um, to see what happened. Um, yeah. And so I really started pushing out emails. I started pushing out my content and, and a resume to any promotion I could find a, uh, an email address for. Uh, I heard back probably from three out of the hundreds I sent, um, and even the three that I got were um i know so i was like okay but uh, i guess it was june of 2019 that uh, i got a text message randomly one morning in the gym i was on it was before show and uh, it was george carroll jr who was uh, an agent with mlw and uh he texted me i didn't recognize the number and he said hey you know would you be are you currently talking to anybody about a contract and i said no And he said, well, would you be interested in signing with MLW? Well, I I thought it was a joke. Uh, (laughs) I figured it was (laughs) somebody clowning me.
1: Yeah, like Uh, a rip or something.
0: (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, you know, sure, whatever. He said, well, can I give you a call? Well, he calls and he starts talking. And, and, you know, seconds into him calling me, I realized, I was like, okay, this is for real. Hmm. And he got me in touch with with court and, and the office there at MLW. And uh, we started discussing, you know, contract and things like that. And um, and like I said, the WWE trial actually come at the same time that all this was happening. So it was kind of a kind of a crazy few months. But mm. I ended up signing the contract on August 22nd on my birthday when I had put the deadline for doing something or quitting. <laughs> so uh, so that was oh. up. <laughs> there was another... Riding on the wall with destiny type deal
1: because it was yeah. like yep Yo, you're not done. So shit, man! What a birthday present that was. Do you reckon it was maybe as well? Like <laughs> it's which the irony is because WWE is saying you know you need a bit more name value, but MLW like you know probably may have got wind of it and then thought okay, you know maybe WWE wants him, but it's you know it's just how it works. That's I, I think like... it was the
0: reverse. I think it was the reverse. I think MLW started talking and then they mm. got wind of it because you know WWE wants to anybody that anybody's interested in, they want them. Yeah, uh, because. they they figure so if they want them there's a reason um which is fine that's the way business works you know this is a business Mm. and uh if if a company's looking for a good employee and another one finds out about it and they can use them Mm. they're probably gonna try to get them and if they've got more money to give them they're gonna take them um so i mean it's just that's the that's the way the business works and um i'll take it you know I was in a situation where I was I was ready to do something, but like we said, it was more beneficial, and I'm happy. I think absolute right decision uh, mm. with everything that happened in 2020. You know, who's to say that you know COVID happens? I may have got released. You know, it, it, we don't know. We'll never know, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, I think it's gonna just continue to grow. Um, yeah because there's big things on the horizon. There's a lot of behind the of scenes that, that hasn't been you know, put out to public yet, but it will be. So I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: It was basically my first That's that sort of basically how I discovered who you were as a talent and um, you would uh, make your debut. But, but less than two years ago, and it was with uh, Dynasty uh, as Grogan. I just want to know, what was that like for you? And uh, especially, what was MJF like? <laughs> oh, we've just lost it. I will keep recording. I think he's gonna come back, and he's coming back. Hello. Yeah, all good, man. kept the keep this one recording. All good, man. Uh, I, th- uh, I think I was just basically asking about uh, your debut in MLW. Basically, I just want to know what was that like, and what's it like being part of the dynasty? Uh, really, and MJ, um, is he actually that?
0: Is he much um, of a dick? It was, you know, it was great to walk in and be put into a position with, you know, absolute best. Mm. Uh, you know, spot I could ask for being with a dynasty, and you know what a great group of talent you got, and Hammerstone and Holiday, and MJF at the time. Yeah. So MJF, so he he is everything that a professional wrestler should be. You know, he he lives that. He is who he is. There's there's nothing different happening in front of the camera that's not happening behind the camera. Um, professional. He you know he's young, so he hasn't even reached his stride yet, or his mm-hmm. prime. And he's already leaps and bounds ahead of most of the talent out there. And uh, and Holiday and Hammerstone, man, they they don't get the credit they deserve. I don't think. You know, I think MJF at the time was probably kind of pulling away from some of the attention they could have gotten. But I think yeah. now that they're out on their own, and and you already see it
1: Starts you know, to shine a lot more on the own. Yeah,
0: Hammerstone is, is a superstar. There's no denying that he's got the look. He's
1: got the yeah, I like his work. He's good.
0: Yeah, it, it's and and holidays the same way. And the best mm. part is they're their own individuals, but they fit so well together. And uh, and I think that's great.
1: I should be having holiday in this podcast. Hopefully uh, next week. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> cheap bug there. So you broke out from the group, and I think this is where I sort of really sort of gravitate towards you as well. And I just want to know what is it like if you could tell me about the psychology of working as a big man. Um, because I think what is, I just basically know what the importance of working for someone your size. Um, what is it that, you know, that you should be doing? And basically, what's, what do you feel you should do to separate yourself from other people? Because I feel like, I think the reason I mention this is because I've been listening to Untake lately. And you talking about like how he has to pull Big Show aside sometimes and tell him how to really work and sort of as a big man. So I just want to know the psychology of working with someone, you, so basically working as someone as your height. Um, so sort of if you can go a bit deeper into that, uh, what is it that, you know?
0: I, I study a lot of Undertaker for that reason. because uh, mm. I compare myself to him a lot and the way I work. And uh, obviously you know, Undertaker had a really good ability of, you know, they call it selling on the run. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he, he's, not, he's not always on his back, but he moves around the ring a lot. And he uses the full extent of the ring to, to work, especially when, you know, when he's taking stuff from guys. You know, it's not always it's not always a bump for him. It's it's take it and move, and take it and move. And there's constantly coming after him. Mm. I think that's one thing as a big guy that psychology wise, you know, that's you have to do that. You know, you this you're not just you're not just going to be on your back or on your ground. I've always heard the term from other big guys in the business when I was coming up. Um, you're too big to be on your back because that's nobody can see the money. You know, you've got dollar signs all over you. You're laying on your back, nobody can see you. And the point of that is, is I'm a spectacle, you know, and yeah. when I'm standing up right, the whole crowd and everybody looking.
1: Everyone's yeah. turning their head straight away.
0: And all, and it's no different than walking in a gas station or a store or a restaurant. When I walk into these places, I, I, I watch the entire place stop and stare at me as I walk by. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what it is. That's what being a big man is: is being big, being as big as you possibly can, um, and doing things differently than everyone else. Even you know, and you're still doing the stuff, and you're still doing the moves, but you're making it bigger, everything bigger. Okay. And just to
1: sort of wrap this up as well, I'd just like to know what is it about MLW that makes it special to you, and if you had to tell someone that isn't quite sure what brand to watch of wrestling companies and what shows to watch. Basically, how would you sell MLW to them? And how would you sell yourself as well to them?
0: You know, MLW is, is I really, really think it's got a little bit of everything for the wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a bunch of guys. You've got, you've got former UFC fighters. You've got wrestlers. You've got brawlers. Um, they're telling stories, which is one of the things I grew up on that I loved about the NWA. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's less entertainment and more that old school style feel of wrestling. But like I said, it's just such a great mixture of everything. Um, you look at the thing that, uh, you know, the Alexander Hammerstone and Mads Kruger that we've been doing the last few months, you know, that, there's so much storytelling going on there. It's just been promo after promo after promo for me. Mm. And you haven't seen me back in the ring. Um, a lot of people would say, you know, oh, we, when are we going to see him wrestle? Well, when you do, it'll mean so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Than just seeing me out there every week, you know, beating the hell out of somebody. It, it's a it's, they play the long game, and so many times you don't see that anymore. They rush through storylines on these mm. weekly shows, and and you, you you barely have time to sink your teeth into anything before it's over, you know. And and maybe that you know, everything's different. Everybody likes a different, you know. Everybody's got their own cup of tea, you know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. For the fans, the hardcore fans that follow MLW, the new fans that come on, I always seem to see that that's the one thing they they appreciate is those long storytelling, and and being able to really get behind what's happening and waiting to see what's gonna happen, what's the conclusion gonna be, you know. And when you mm-hmm. watch a TV show, it's the same thing. You know, it doesn't end two episodes into season one. There's six or seven or eight or you know however many seasons, and. One thing may end, but it's just carrying over, and that character's story is building on top of the story before it. Yeah. I think that's the key that a lot of times wrestling misses now is is they're not building from one story to the next. They're just doing one thing, it stops, and then something else is happening. Uh, and So there's no character development. There's no growth within a person. And if there's no growth there, a fan can't get behind
1: I absolutely agree with that. In terms of long-term storytelling, uh, it's become a lost art. And it's quite sad in a way. So I think that's why a lot of fans do really like MLW, building up to things as well. It's not just cramming in a year's worth of storylines into three weeks, and that's it. You know, like it's, for the t- you mentioned TV shows. is a really good way of putting it because we'll, we've all got a series that we'll watch at the moment. Um, what, what series are you watching, by the way? Just like QRC, if you're watching oh, any.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you... Um... I haven't been home in two and a half weeks. Uh, I have so little TV. Like, yes, man, when everything started opening back up here, Mm. it really started opening back up here. (laughs) (laughs) People are in a frenzy to get out of their house, which, you know, of course, you know, I I figured that would happen. Mm. You know, is it too soon? Is it not too soon? I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I don't know. Uh, I have been very blessed and I haven't been sick and I never, I never got COVID. I've been tested more times than I ever care to try to count. Um, I probably don't have much of a brain left after sticking uh, Q-tips up my nose every week. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I've been very blessed not to get sick. I know people who have, uh, I've known people who have passed away and, and that's, you know, it's tough. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really happy that these vaccines are rolling out. I'm really happy to see people excited. Mm. To get out. I mean, I haven't been to a show probably in the last three weeks that there was less than 300 people at. And I mean, shows that, you know, maybe drew 100, 150, you know, at times, and now they're just packing them out to the best of their ability. And, mm. and whatever the restriction may be, they're putting that many in there and selling out. And it's great because people are ready to see wrestling again. They, they've missed it, they missed being in front of it, they're tired of watching it on TV. So it, it could have been a huge blessing in disguise for the entire business because now people are hungry to see it live again.
1: Yeah, everyone's got that appetite. They We still haven't, we don't have the luxury of watching wrestling yet here. I think we have to wait till uh, June, July. So basically what's happening over there, um, what your experience, we'll be able to experience that in just another few months. So I can't wait myself. So that's why I started the podcast and uh, have basically been able to talk to you. So in a way, it's been a blessing for me in disguise as well. But I do want to sort of bounce back from this and go back to normality. Uh, oh, yeah. So to wrap this up, I did see you recently wrestled uh, Big Cass, uh, yeah. Cass XXL, who made his return to pro wrestling, uh, had his issues, but seems to be back at, you know, bringing his A game again, uh, which I'm happy for. Um, him, I just want to know, what that like for you to be a
0: part of it? You say, you talk about him bouncing back, man. Um, I didn't know him at the time. I didn't know when he was going through his issues. Mm. Uh, but I will say this, and for whoever listens to this, um, he has found his passion and love for this, mm. this uh, It was such a, it was such a great experience all the way around the match, talking with him, uh, being around him. You know, he he's really found his love. I think. For wrestling, and um, and that's great to see. You know, I, I love to see that. I think, and I think he's having fun, and mm. I think that may have been part of the problem before. It was, you know, he wasn't really having fun when he was there. And and I can, you know, I've never been there, but I could say, you know, if I had walked into the WWE, never had an independent match in my life, mm. uh, I couldn't imagine that pressure. You know, I could, i I threw up walking out in front of 20 people at the, you know, this. <laughs> market when I started. So just mm. imagine walking out in front of 20,000 your first night ever.
1: That pressure. Uh, like...
0: Yeah, that's that's insane to even try to, to comprehend for me. Mm. So I I think he's having fun. I see it. I see he's having fun. We had, I had a blast yeah. working with uh The match was great. Um And so, yeah, I, I'm just super happy to see a guy who, you know, I look up to um, as another big guy. And I don't meet many guys that I look up to, so that <laughs> is something in itself. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's good to see that, and, and mm. I wish him all the best, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for him because he's an amazing talent and an amazing person.
1: Who knows, maybe get C T as a tag team down the road, but um, that would <laughs> be, be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I split Enzo, man. I like Enzo on his own, like, just being, like, a top hill and I think – with Kaz's story, I think he'd be a great baby face. But yeah. um, that's, but that's good, good for them. And um, to officially wrap this up, uh, don't keep your eyes off the road at the moment. Uh, but no, thank you for coming on What You Call It podcast. It means a lot. Uh, I'm a fan of yours, so this is cool. So two questions. What's been your favourite match of your career so far? And who would you like to face if you had the chance, past or present?
0: Oh, um... Sorry, past and present. Doesn't matter. <laughs> not the <laughs> best worst. You know, I, my favorite match was uh, probably with Austin Theory. Um, um, and that was just because I attribute so much to him at a time when I was right before the, everything happened with MLW. Yeah. Uh, I was able to travel with him and train with him. And man, you want to talk about a kid that gets it and is just years beyond what, you know, what, is mean, he, he's been are. 20s, yeah. He
1: is so good.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, he's 22, man. Like, And I'm telling you, we would drive down the road for six, seven hours at a time going to these shows and listen to him talk about matches and watch him mm. match with him. I was blown away. I always <laughs> I taught, him, I taught him some business things, and he taught me wrestling. So uh, <laughs> no, he, a fact, he's right? such a great – yeah, exactly. He's a talent, and, man, you talk about he's going to be WWE world champion one day. Mm. Uh, he's going to headline WrestleMania one day. And I know this because he told me this, and he, there's nothing he doesn't do that he says. If he says it, it's going to happen. So I'm telling you now, we can look back on this in a few years and say, yeah, well, Logan was right, because I that's he, that's what he's going to do. He doesn't take no for an answer. He's so mm. committed and driven and motivated, and he needs no outside help with that. It's all internal. Yeah, uh, yep. Yep. And it's, so he's he's going to be amazing. But that, that match meant so much to me because – you know, we just, we went out as friends and just totally killed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you ever get a chance to look it up, it's on IWTV, independent wrestling TV. Um, and with the Southern honor wrestling, uh, I don't, I think it was winter coming was the name of the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely one worth watching and, and you can really look at that match and fast forward to us talking today and see the growth that I've gone through in just a short two years. So, uh, it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Yeah, and that's then,
0: far as, a, as far as a dream match, uh, it would have to be Undertaker, man. You know, that was, that's, of course, of course, you want to work the guy mm. you utilized. Uh, so, yeah, it would definitely be Taker. And, you know, if somebody passed away, I always say Mike Awesome or, uh,
1: or oh, Vader. mate, he was so underrated. Oh, Mike Awesome, man! I loved him. I still go back and watch his stuff, and I just—I sort of smile, but get a bit sad. But trust trust me, uh,
0: if you ever see me do some of his stuff, there's a reason why, because I studied it too. Um, and yeah, I've been compared to him before, especially I think Court was a Court was really big on Mike Awesome, mm. and uh, and I think he sees some some Mike Awesome in me as well.
1: That that's an, I, I personally see as a massive compliment. Um, oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Massive compliment, just because I love Mark Awesome, man. Um, where can fans find you on social media?
0: You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. I think I have a TikTok, but I may never use it. Uh, it's, <laughs> like, it's all at the Logan Creed. I haven't really figured out that, but I don't, I don't really get into everything. I'm kind of older, bro, so I'm catching up on this stuff. Um, but at the Logan Creed on, on any social media outlet, Instagram as well. And uh, like I said, you can check me out on IWTV, uh, Southern Honor Wrestling, Action Wrestling, New South Wrestling. Uh, we just had a huge Mania weekend mm-hmm. where IWTV was down and, and had all kinds of content that they put out. So it, that IWTV is a great, great outlet for a wrestling fan. If you enjoy independent wrestling and you're not signed up, you should be.
1: Okay, cool, man. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on. and. um who are you wrestling tonight, by the way? Did forget to ask. When uh, oh, oh this is
0: great. Uh, and, it, well, you talk about, um, you know, you talk about where you come from in a career, where you're going, and, and looking back, would you ever imagine a match that was going to happen? This is one that you would never imagine. Uh, I'm actually working uh, Bull Buchanan's son, uh, Ben Buchanan. Man, so I didn't know before, he had a son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, this uh, kid, is a, he's going to be a blue chipper too, man. He's mm-hmm. big. He's almost as tall as I am. He was an outstanding high school wrestler, won state championship. He's now in college wrestling. So he has to take that time off every year to wrestle in college. Um, but yeah, he's he's gonna he's following his he's following his dad's footsteps and probably gonna climb that over that mountain as well. And I think his dad would agree.
1: Oh man, can you not like just have a match with his dad as well? Just you know, games come out like rights to censor yes.
0: as well. I actually have, I actually have years ago. Be- have you
1: wrestled him? Oh yeah. man, what
0: was that? I- uh, right. Sorry, right.
1: I know i was supposed to wrap up, but just quickly, if you can tell me, I have to, I have to know. <laughs> no, it was it was awesome,
0: uh, and that was man, that was early on when I you know, first come back, and uh, so I was still so green, but man he was such a pro and carried carried me through <laughs> carried me through the match and we had a really good match um, so it's kind of cool now to know I've wrestled dad now I'm going to wrestle his son so oh man so i've just like i don't know if you've
1: ever watched osw review like they got their boys table and bobby cannon is in there so like i'm I'm sort of just geeking off a little bit but um (laughs) thank you for coming on man got a smile on my face i hope you get there safe as well and um if you ever come to the uk hopefully we can do this in person uh stay safe mate and uh there'll be more episodes of what you call it coming out soon take care everyone